are, and welcome to a typical episode of the Friday Night Movie Podcast. And we mean that in the best possible way. We're back at our roots. It's Shy, Lily, and Becky. We've had an amazing run of guests, and we're about to have another amazing run of guests because we're going to be back at South by Southwest. Becky and I will be down at the Wonder House, again, hosted by the amazing University of Arizona. It's at Cafe Blue. We'll be there. March 11th through 14th at the Wonder House. We'll actually be uh, in Austin a little bit before, a little bit after. We're going to cook up some amazing interviews. It's going to be a great experience. But before that, we're going to enjoy the calm before the storm. And we are going to catch up in a way that we have never uh, or we haven't been able to in a, in a little while. And believe it or not, we've been watching a lot of stuff and we have a lot of opinions to share. However, before we share opinions, we need to catch up and see how we're doing. Lily, um, you have a couple of stories. And to be honest, I... I They're very quick. My They're notes, quick. though, like one of them, like I just have the notes from what you said, the story. One of them just says Lily's vagina. Yeah. And so, I I, I mean, I realize that and, it's weird like, for me to say that, but that's in the notes. And I... It's not like that weird for you to say it, knowing me, no, but... <laughs> but sometimes, sometimes we don't tell each other what the thing is. We just give the notes so that we can enjoy the surprise. So... Take it away, Lily's Okay, time. And I wanted to be very clear that I want to make sure Becky was on the episode for right, right. these stories. I didn't want to tell them about Becky. I'm going to go fast. I want to okay. be clear that it's very weird for Shy to introduce a story titled Lily's Vagina. But I, it's mean, like, but I know we're close, weird, but that's you know. crossing okay, so, that, a okay, so listen, line. Let's not waste Could time that here. be the name of this episode? No, I mean, I don't think that people need that much I mean, preempt. It'll be a real good ABC. Gwyneth Paltrow named a candle. After her, After vagina, her smell. vagina smell. So, exactly. And I think that was the general response was ew. Um, okay. So first story is quick. I am invited to a activity at my son's school for um, the new uh, students. So like he's two and he's going to be three. So they invited like everybody who has two-year-olds who'd like to come see the school to an open house activity. But on the, it was like sensorial painting. So they painted with like spices and food and stuff so that it was, it's very Montessori. And so um, they tell you on the advertisement of this. And a lot on of the, like dipping your butt in paint and then. Yeah, my, actually my child in the end didn't, he looked at all of that and he was like, this is disgusting. And where's the slide? And he just like took a beeline for the slide and didn't do any painting, which will make the story even funnier when it says, you know, make sure you wear clothes that can get stained or get dirty or whatever and th then on the phone when they called to confirm that I was coming to this open house they say okay just remember you got to wear clothes because it's it's not like non-toxic paint that'll wash off it's like cooking it's a painting with like elements that could stay in your clothes you know make sure you wear clothes that you don't mind ruining and I was like okay sure so I um, go with him it was on a Saturday morning. I dress him like he just came out of like a garbage pail because I assume the throws have to the clothes have to be thrown out, and I wear shoes and clothing that would have to be thrown out. So I also look like I walked out on a Saturday morning out of a garbage dump to go to this activity at school, where everyone else looked like they were at new york fashion week wait i have a question hold on a second I, and i, I looked like a dirty hobo going to this like school event with all these like nicely dressed like moms who looked really nice well, and clearly to weren't your, gonna paint having, oh my god and the worst part of that is that you're american so it's like becky, doubling becky. down but, but we're like my question, wow americans are trash americans well, are all, trash i've That's been in your everybody. town i've been in your town and I know people, people think it's like a, a bummy beach town, but I live in like what would be like a snooty neighborhood on a very bummy beach town. Well, also it's like, Europe, so everyone's very it's fashion. it's still European, yeah. yeah. And it's like a fancy. Like um, your friend Ellie's not leaving the house without like dressing. Well, up. I mean, like she is Spanish, so she could actually wear a garbage bag and look like she's fashionable because she's beautiful. But I feel like. You know, for an American, you kind of have to make a little bit more of an effort. Oh, absolutely. And I looked like trash. And I literally was one of those moments that I was like, damn it, I should know better. That's such a rookie move Wait, where all on, the I other moms know, looked great. Was it and just looked, your clothes or did you also do your makeup and your hair? Or were you just like, once I'm doing the clothes, I'm going to look like I look like right now on this podcast that no one's allowed to see? The latter. 
It was bad. So, so you didn't, so you, you I didn't, didn't even make like, an effort. Cause I was like, Oh, we're just all painting. And the kids are like going to see the school. I did not realize that I was auditioning for mom friends, fancy mom friends. Oh, but no, and I failed the audition because they'll think you're like the one who needs help who like got on a scholarship to go to the school. Yeah, It was, and like my poor son was like, he looked like trash too. So we both just looked like trash and everybody else brought smocks for their children. <laughs> under their nice clothes that's what wearing things i guess they wore like smocks so that they didn't get their uh clothes dirty anyway so i was terribly embarrassed and anyway so that was pretty funny um i just had to take that as like i should have known better it was a very rookie move and the second story no the second story is that i purchased and becky will know where i'm going with this i purchased these leggings that i um, would say that they were one of those times where you just buy something, you don't try it on. Right. And I didn't buy them online. So That's it's not even that excuse. I like I, I went to a store, and, right. Have to re- keep it or re- right. Or return it then have to try it on. And so I bought them and they, they just were like really fun. They're like kind of like a maroon with like a little bit of pant on the, like the, a, a little bit of pink on the, um, on the calf. So it's like a little two-tone thing happening and they're adorable. The thing is that the, because I didn't try them on, they're a little bit big. And I was like, that's fine. They, they can be a little bit loose leggings. And then I went to my workout class and I was like, I'm gonna wear these. They're so comfortable. And I'm like, almost through the whole workout class. And I finally, towards the end, after like almost working out for an hour, I catch myself in the mirror. And all you're getting is just like an outline of my vagina lips. <laughs> like... <laughs> Becky, you have to Why? take yourself off mute so people can hear you laughing. Because like oh they God. weren't tight. Oh, and so like being so loose, it was like wearing like tight but loosey material. And it just catching the whole out. Becky knows. Becky gets it. The whole outline of the two lips. Ew, and to- I and I, I had done the whole class and I was like doing something where my arms were above my head and I kind of like, I couldn't stop to like put the weights down and put my shirt down or like pull my like Lucy leggings off of me. And so I just had to like stand to there and look those. at it. I was like looking at myself and I was like, those. oh my God, like it's almost worse <laughs> yeah. if I acknowledge it now. I just have to ride it through the class. But yeah. like, it's a phenomenon that I think happens sometimes in leggings or a bathing suit as Becky knows. Like I've had to burn more than one bathing suit. Right. You can accidentally get the like outline trace of your vajay in certain types of pants. I don't know. I feel like we're being trolled by these fashion brands. Oh my God. I don't on Instagram because I have to tell you, if you know, it's worse. I went to the store and I just didn't try them on. I was like, I'm too lazy. You try something on that's touching your, well, it's, you wear underwear. It's not a bathing suit. What kind of underwear are you wearing that also just is like, not protecting your... You know, I think it was just loose underwear. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't coordinate well, and the leggings were terrible. Just truly terrible. They really, Wait, what's the really... brand? You got to warn people, Lily. That's sorry. No, it's, it's like some Spanish brand. No, one's... no, it is the opposite of... No, this I think if I had bought them home. in the correct size, it would have like scooped everything up where it's supposed to be. But it was just so embarrassing. I don't, I don't know enough about this type of scooping. All right. And now I have other stories from Becky. Now we're in February, but when this is recorded, I don't know when it'll, it'll drop. But Becky has on our list of stories to catch up on Becky's Hanukkah story and Becky's colonoscopy. So those are both December and January stories. Beck, um, I again, I don't know anything about these, but uh, this is this is your notes. I love this surprise story time. This is so fun. <laughs> surprise oh. story. Yeah. So. I apologize because there's going to be some background noise for sure. My kids are right nearby. So holiday time, my daughter goes to, my younger one goes to a home daycare that is just run by the sweetest woman. Um, but doesn't, this woman doesn't know very much about like Jewish holidays, but, but she knows that, that, that we're Jewish and she really makes an effort to try to include the Jewish holidays. So they were, they were doing some sort of arts and crafts project with cookie cutters and I go to to drop her off one day and she shows me these cookie cutters and she's like, you know, I, I want to be able to include your holiday Hanukkah in our activity today. Can you tell me which of these are, you know, Jewish shapes or Hanukkah shapes that I'm looking at them and I go, okay, well, that's a, a menorah. That's great. And, and that's a dreidel. Yeah, that's wonderful. And that one 
That's a, a T-Rex. So <laughs> that's uh, that's really more of a, a dinosaur than it is. That's great. Religious symbol. You got. I mean, I'll tell you that. I feel like Ari, this is the most inclusive Ari, I've heard of. Ari definitely pertains to the dinosaur religion, though. Whatever that religion is, but that's I, the one that he pertains and, to. And so it was. And it was, it was such a sincere moment. It's great. Okay, so that was then. Then uh, a few weeks ago, I did my annual. Wait, I'm just not annual. Back a second, what package? What? I mean, so a amazing sincere. What an amazing <laughs> woman. But like there was a package of cookie cutter things. So they were like Hanukkah decorations. And there was a, like, is that how it came? Or she just grabbed all of the I don't know. Cutters she just like showed me. No, she, she just like limb. brought me these. She like, she had like a plastic bag, like a Ziploc with a few cookie cutters in it. And it had these three in it. And those were the three in it. And she's like, which of these are? Maybe she's trying to see if you were Jewish. Yeah, right. Yeah. And she was like, like a test. She was like a test. She was like, <laughs> or, let's see if she or really maybe her only reference is the Goldbergs in oh, the episode with uh, right. the rap due to Maccabee Dinosaur Hunter. Which is uh, that's what the only thing I could think of because I was like, well, it's not really a Jewish shape, but there is a reference. I was like, you know, I'm not going to get into it. Just go with these two. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm not going to just in case. Um, so then maybe that's why there was some confusion because uh, my my kids listen to that song and they're like, that's so cool that Judah Maccabee hunted dinosaurs. <laughs> uh, um, so right okay, so then about a month ago or so, I had my somewhat regular every couple of years i go for my factory reset you know clean out the desktop <laughs> as we like to say that's amazing my uh my colonoscopy and i am i'm so i counted i think this is like my and, eighth or ninth and, and you don't have frivolous colonoscopies you are a, a, you are someone no, who I have, needs I, to have these medically this is i really need important. to have them i obviously people like should, need to i need to have should, them every and people should get their colonoscopies and if you need to have a call with me, text me. I'll give you all my my tips and tricks for for prepping. So I'm really experienced at this point. I I can't. I count. I think it's my eighth or ninth one. I've had a lot of them in the last twenty years. Um, so I do. I have like the instructions from the doctor, and then I like also again, like I said, I know from my experience how to be like really on point Weekend. with it. Yeah. So I I do my prep. I go in. And for those who aren't aware what a colonoscopy prep is, I mean, you're cleaning out all the pipes. Right. The doctor doesn't want any obfuscations when they put that camera in you. No. So I go, I go for my appointment. I have my appointment. I have my scope. I, uh, I'm in the recovery and the doctor comes in always you go when you're under in recovery. This? To... this isn't like the one I got that mom tricked me into no, getting. No, you, you get, no, no, you get I was propofol. awake for the whole thing. No, no, they, they, they put you to sleep. They put you to, they just give you like a little napacito. You, you do some propofol. Um, and when you wake up, the doctor comes and gives you a report. Okay. Well, you know, are what we're, what I'm seeing. We did some biopsies, this and that. And he comes in and the first, and keep in mind, this is, I think my ninth colonoscopy, never in nine colonoscopies with four different doctors in two different countries. Has anybody said this to me? He goes, you know, I have to say that was the best clean out I've ever seen. Oh, and I was like so <laughs> proud <laughs> that you didn't leave any bits behind. I, I mean, that, he literally said, he goes, there was nothing in there. There was nothing. And that they was do the whole, achieve? was it, they do the whole small intestine? No, they, 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 you're they, like the Marie Kondo of colon. But it's very far. Marie Kondo. It's very far. I think it's like the whole, it's, it's like a lot of meters. No, it's more. But yeah. Oh, no, the whole, the oh, large small, through the small intestine. Yeah. Right. I think they do. Yeah. It's a lot. And, and so I, I, or is it the, received, yeah, or maybe it's you know, the colon and the, the large. It, yeah. the, the, the highest compliment one could receive from a gastroenterologist on scope day. The yeah, best clean out I have seen. No, I'm like, yeah, you're right. That was the best clean out you've ever seen. <laughs> Nine scopes in. I know what I'm doing. I got my tips. You're like, I feel like there was, there was ever a day to try so. butt stuff. That's the day. Oh, we have so clean in there. There's so many different names for this episode. Okay, (laughs) let's. 
I just have to move on. You've you've beat me. It's you've like what Sarah Silverman says. She uses a bidet and she's two inches clean. That's what <laughs> ew, ew. By the way, speaking of Sarah Silverman, clean. just things we did recently. Becky and I saw her live. Oh, how was it? She, it was awesome. She was. Um, it was the beginning of her tour, so she was working out some of the bits. But she's still just a master. I mean, she's a master. She's amazing. She's so funny. Her Jewish stuff was so funny. And the yeah, person that opened for her, great. Rory Albanese, uh, which I didn't, a former showrunner of The Daily Show, I, I I realized after the fact that it was her boyfriend. So it was really sweet. Like the two of them are Aww, traveling that, together. That's on cute. Tour. It was great. It was, it, it was great. So let's get into some reviews and catch-ups and i would say like the biggest event show that we watched recently all of us watched uh was the resort i think that, yeah and, that's one of the uh, few things the yeah. three of us have seen all of right, us pretty all, much all, all, yeah because we we've all been bit, watching different you know, stuff and i i'll say there's I, i'll start with my like my own little review which is like I loved the characters and the actors in this show. Like, however much I love White Lotus, because it has some similar White Lotus-y things, it's much more optimistic than White Lotus. Like, Skylar Gisando, uh, um, what's the Nina Bloomgarden. Nina Bloomgarden. Christina. Offerman, Nick Offerman, who's like in yeah. his zone right now that I don't oh. think anybody's in, in terms of what he is. Yeah. He's like in the Jennifer Coolidge zone of, of, yeah, of but amazing like... performances and like, creating memorable characters the guy who plays balthazar uh, just everything about that show oh, everyone yeah, and, and, Chidi. and Chidi. poor guy i got always called Chidi because <laughs> he's always just but he's just it's just because in our Jesse, hearts he's always gonna be cheating or, some, or somebody williams i, I love he's him just he's just cheating yeah. he's, he, he's just cheating in my heart for always yeah, forever yeah. i mean so the actors but i loved him in this in the characters like a plus 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 loved it um uh, William I, Jackson Harper. I was close. Got it. Uh, Jesse Williams something. That's what I said. <laughs> Jelly, Jesse Williams Saperstein. Really. <laughs> yeah. William um, Jackson Harper. So I, I, I really love that. I, I think like the more and more I sat in the ending, which is, is there a sequel? I can't really tell. It is. It's ultimately a beautifully philosophical show. And so I like that element. But it was also fun watching with Allie because we're tired. We're parents. It took a long time to get through the show for us. And at the end, Allie's response was just like, I, I, "Like, what was the like?" She's like, "I think this is just kind of dumb." And and uh, we, and and I said it wasn't dumb, but it was a lot like Flight of the Navigator, that movie in the eighties where the oh kid God, goes out into the Henry woods, Thomas. Falls as, yeah. Oh yeah. Falls asleep, wakes up like 15 years or 20 years later. (laughs) There was an element to that that I just didn't see coming that I I just couldn't tell what was was going on. But but that's, I guess, this artist's uh, approach. Right. Um, It's the same. And and by the way, Ali agreed with me on the characters and everything positive I said. As a story for her was just she didn't get it. Palm Palm Springs, which is I believe it's the same writer as palm springs it is really similar to palm springs in that i love the actors and the characters and at a certain point the story's immaterial to the message but i think that's it and like these this type of show and the movie that you know in palm springs as well you don't like you're not supposed to get hung up on the like time travel of it all or the looping of it all or whatever it is that is the gimmick of time that is being used or the philosophical discussion that they're having about time it's not meant to try and be like realistic like we try to do in like back to the future where you spend like many hours making sure that like time continuum space continuum is accurate that's not what this is about this is more about the characters and the meaning of memory and and grief and grief and, and, and exactly and, and, loss and I think, like, the ultimate message is and this is a very difficult message because in some ways i think the show says it, everyone does it differently but it just kind of illuminates the consequences of being so taken by your grief that you lose 15 years of your life and other people don't do that but it still hurts and 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 that element i really sat with and i thought was incredibly beautiful and and ali too ali agreed with that um 
I, I think and that, I believe they're brothers there. Like there's many writers on this, but the two that wrote Palm Springs are brothers, which I find interesting. That's cool. We love sibling. We love sibling. We love sibling coverage. So I think this is, you know what it was? I was kept trying to say like, what is this? White Lotus meets something else. And in, and in White Lotus meets Palm Springs is obvious for me. In the end, it was like White Lotus meets 2001 Space Odyssey because it was following this somewhat uh, like, creepy you're not sure what's real and what's not but it was a mystery plot and then at the end it just goes into psychedelic ending like i would there's you know kind of psychedelic ending and and like it almost it doesn't matter and not knowing is part of the overall message of existence which i thought was but i think you also build towards that with the with the character with Alex, is that the, the resort owner's name? They they build Alex, towards yeah. it. Yeah, I, it doesn't I come forgot, out of left field. I had forgotten about him by the time we got to the end. Well, I, except that he's is... in like the last. Did you fall asleep? Because he's in an important scene towards the end that ties it all together with the cell phones. Yeah, that is definitely something I missed because you. Yeah, because yeah, because what you're you're something like he planted everything or something. Is that the story? Yeah, exactly. He he obviously has been traveling back and forth through time, and he set it up so that um, Kristen Miliati, who's what's her name, her uh, Emma, and Chidi, who Noah, the character Noah, find them. That they're. Why wouldn't he just then just save people himself? Well, I think that Emma and Noah needed to save them. Right? I think he's met, like he's giving. Oh, right. To to help these people. He's helping Emma and Noah. That's why the whole thing of like, if you wouldn't be involved in the story, if you didn't experience loss, like everybody who is involved has some had some sort of loss. Uh, well, that's really, I mean, so it's really. Alex it's is really... bringing it full circle. It's, it's and really, he allows, it's... I think he allows. Um, Nina Bloomgarden's character, Violet and Sam, because they're, you know, Violet's looking for something for loss. I think, I mean, I think there's a lot of ways you can interpret it, but he, Alex definitely orchestrates it to some extent, I think. Although well, I'm not it, the authority because I never understand apparently what happens in shows. Becky's the one that could correct it, it was, both of us. It was, it was just, I mean, like, it, it's, it's sat in my heart, this show, for many, 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 many days. Even if I can't like tell you everything that happened in it and the characters, like, I feel like I know them like I and that is just and the performances are just off the charts. Amazing. And And, in contrast to something like White Lotus, this is a very it's it's heart wrenching, but it's very optimistic. I love that. And I have to say, like, there's a there's a thread in the show about something of a very serious loss. I think that's like, Mm -hmm. well, the girl loses her mom and like there's people who are experiencing loss throughout the whole show but in different ways but the main character say one of the main character has like a terrible situation with loss with a child and i think that the way that that's it doesn't become like tragedy porn or like something that's just you know takes over the whole show it's this thing that like you're watching somebody who's just living with extreme grief but who is wrapped up in this story and so it's i think re- done really beautifully and respectfully and it's an important through line i think that you know for a female character in a show to have you know it's a type of loss that's not often talked about and it's um yeah it was i just i thought it was really well done really well acted and oh, yeah. I like, I mean, I like the whole idea of it and I don't need to under, sometimes I have to understand everything to like a show. I'm like, I need to get it. And this is the kind of show where I'm like, oh, it doesn't matter. Whatever. I loved it. Whatever it is, it's happening. I'm good. Because I think that the characters really bring that. Plus, Shai, the Easter egg of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend in this show, if you watch that show, that the two Teds are from the law firm. The two, oh my gosh, I did you even watch this show? The two guys that are married that bring the helicopter at the end. Oh, yeah. They're yeah, both yeah. from the law firm in Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Oh, yeah. So they they didn't make a huge didn't register impact really. on me, but I know what you're talking about. I, just, I love those actors. Anyways, I, I, okay. I, so, I, so I like the show. I recommend it. Check out a pe- uh, uh, Peacock. And, and let's talk a little bit more about Peacock because I've been recommending a few Peacock things to people. And they're like, I don't want to pay for another service. Peacock's one of the Can't they watch it through ones. Hulu or no? You still have to pay for it? It depends on when it aired, but you can watch it on Peacock. 
I find Peacock to be the most underrated. Peacock and Paramount are kind of the most underrated ones because uh Oh, they're not anyways, the same? Ooh, they're not the oops. same. One's CBS, <laughs> Viacom, one's NBC yes. Universal. Well, they and... really should just merge because No, that's... those are like the two they're huge competitors. That's ridiculous. <laughs> they should merge. That's too many services. No, they shouldn't merge. We don't want cable back. But the point is this is that the other show that I just started is Poker Face. Have you all watched any Poker Face? I have what not, but I'm a huge Natasha. No, fan, I so... really I've been wanting I my last two trips. I've been wanting to download it and watch it, but I don't get Peacock because I keep thinking Paramount Plus, which I do have, is Peacock. So I gotta that's what I just switcheroo. Said. I gotta cancel Paramount and get Peacock. Okay. Yeah. But I've been trying to watch it. Okay. Oh, so you just I'm keep going into it. Paramount being like, this show is not on TV. What are people Yeah, I keep on going really? because I get Paramount through my Prime account. And I keep going into Prime being like, where is Poker Face? Why isn't it? And it keeps on showing me this old movie well, that's also called Poker they, Face. They I'm definitely so blew it by, they definitely blew it by having them both start with a P. Like Peacock could easily be rebranded as Universal. And right. Exactly. That, I think that's, yeah, there's a confusion yeah. there. Um, like I get it, the Peacock NBC, but like no one's that attached to the Peacock and Paramount, whatever. Anyways, they could have also just called that CBS. But the other thing here is, is so what I love about Poker Face is this, and I was watching it and it was just one of those things where I'm like, the Bratness I, I thought Benjamin Brad is in the show. Well, first of all, Benjamin Brad situation. Mom I know. Gonna like love this show. It's, it's got a great mystery. It the movie, it's very '90s in its aesthetic, and it has, it it actually there's a Easter egg of them watching Pulp Fiction in it, and the show, the first episode, the pilot, which is almost like a movie in itself, is like Pulp Fiction because it's told from different perspectives and it has that '90s edge, whatever. But I'm also watching it saying Natasha Leone is amazing in this. Sure. She's like. She's embodying Peter Falk here. She's like the Columbo oh, of, of this era. And so who did I text right away? Gabe Diani. Do you have Diani yeah. and Divine? Um, huge. The Apocalypse, The Seller, huge course, Peter Falk fan. Um, uh, the Seller, the, you, everyone should watch their movies. They're amazing. Selling? The, selling, the Selling, sorry. The Selling, The Selling. And Diani and Divine, Meet the Apocalypse. I... I texted Gabe, who's a huge Peter Falk fan, and I said, Gabe, Natasha Leone's like the Peter Falk. Am I right to think she's the Peter Falk of our era? And he said, yeah, but apparently the internet had already decided that because of Russian Doll, and that's part of how this show got created. Was I, I was going to say. Like the, she could be the new Columbo, and so that's a little bit what yeah. this show is like, only there's a broader mystery. Also, run, and it's, it's, it's cool. Also, if you read the cast of this show and then you keep reading it and then you keep scrolling and keep reading it, it seems like a joke. Adrian, like, Bro like the first episode is like a movie with Adrian. Like if you told me there was a movie with Natasha Leone, Adrian Brody and Benjamin Bratt. Like there are some people that are in more episodes versus other people, yeah. but then there's some people that are just one episode. And, and I, I won't tell you that I won't tell you the cast, but you won't even believe like it's crazy. Good. Good. And Tash Leon, so awesome. So cool. Oh, and this is Ryan Johnson. I was going to say, your your nemesis has no, created this show. Anymore. His Glass Onion was such a good movie, and it was so... It's just he shouldn't be allowed to make Star Wars movies. Right. He's an amazing noir. That's it. Like, if you go back to Brick, yeah. he's amazing. Like, so I have... I have mm -hmm. haven't forgiven Ryan Johnson, but I, I, I am back to thinking he is a great filmmaker, and I'm not mad at him anymore, because he does this noir thing like better than anyone maybe these days. So good for him. Okay. So that's my other, my pitch on that one. Let's just go around the horn. Now we have so much stuff we've watched. Um, Beck, what are you watching? I'm going to go Where first in case I have to duck out early. Okay. So I've had a lot of plane rides lately. Um, I've seen a whole bunch of movies. First one I saw was this movie called on Netflix called Lou with Allison, Janney and, um, Smollett, what's her name? Journey. The Journey Smollett. Journey is the sister. Journey Smollett. The one who is. In um, have you guys heard of this one? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you guys heard of this I've one? Heard of it? I haven't Both seen it though. So, so basically, Journey Smollett's. It takes place in the eight in the eighties. Yeah, in the eighties. Journey Smollett's wow. daughter. They live on this like remote island. Journey Smollett rents a house from this like cranky mean older woman Allison Janney who's just like 
yeah this she's like Jamie Lee Curtis you know Halloween here, like in the later Halloween movie yeah she's just like she's like anti-social a bit of a recluse like she's just you know like not a nice woman Jerry Smollett rents a house on her property from her and her daughter gets kidnapped one night during a storm and very um taken style Allison Janney is a woman with a special set of skills is going to use those skills yes. to get the daughter oh, back. Amazing. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so I'm so glad Netflix you saw movie. it. So is this actually good? Is it like the epidemiologist the or whatever those other I movies I really have. enjoyed, I really enjoyed watching it. I thought it was really good. I actually think the, the weakest part of the film is that they gave it a twist. And I'm like, this movie didn't need a twist. It was fine just being straightforward, a woman with a special set of skills. I, I think it, more backstory and twist for me was like entirely in unnecessary. It, in because the, keep it simple. Like the premise itself had me hooked. And then I think they were like giving you all these, oh, and then there's like this mystery and that mystery and they're going to give you a twist. And like maybe for some people, they're like, oh, that made the characters come more to life. I was like, I really didn't need it. It was just like extra stuff. Twists because are the good, straight, but wa- it can be a gimmick. Yeah, so for me, watching Alice and Janney have a special set of skills to retrieve this, like to track and retrieve this kidnapped daughter. I was like, amazing. I, I love it. In the rain, like at yeah, in the rain at night. Like I cannot imagine being on this shoot. It looked so miserable. They were like covered in mud and looked cold and wet. And so the the one thing I love yeah. about this is that there's this actor in this character actor Matt Craven, who's been around forever. He's Canadian. He's in the hunt for Red October, mm-hmm. a few good men. Mm-hmm x-men first class like i just i just love mm-hmm. seeing like he yeah, is a, yeah 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 he's a dad character actor special and i love i'm very yeah he's yeah they're so they're so and the, yeah it's great actors and so i feel like this is a classic like friday night movie you're you're staying home you're gonna like watch something that's gonna be a good sort of actiony plot twist um then um, sorry it's okay have, they, do the kids to... endorse lou also <laughs> yeah they also do Go watch shows with your sister. Go watch shows with you. This is everyone. No, YouTube doesn't work right now. Negotiating with I can go. If you need a minute, I I can go. And then we can go back to you. This is one of the most fun things in the Um, world. So when I went to their house. So then I finally. Yeah. And I gave them unicorn cotton candy the other day. Negotiating with them about how much they were going to get. I just, it makes me want to bring them cotton candy every day. So even though. You should definitely bring them cotton candy every day. Becky will love that. Like, even if I lose the negotiation, I win. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> they're, they're the best. Wait, so then I, I also saw on an airplane. Louis Wait, it does seem like a lose-lose situation for Becky, though. No, for Vlad. <laughs> Becky. Listen, as long as my kids are are engaged and not asking me for stuff, I really don't care what's going on. Vlad's very um, I also saw Don't Worry, Darling. No, you did. Yeah. I really want to see that. I've Was seen it, it and talked to both of you about it. But yeah, yeah, I'm saying forgot. you've seen it. So I did see it. Okay, you might have to go because we're having we're starting to melt down. Um, um, what else? What's on my list? Did you I like it? The last you didn't. Of us. You didn't tell us. I read like it. Oh, I re I really liked it. I liked the movie. I liked the twist. I saw it on an airplane. I think that made it even better. I thought it was a great watch. I feel like totally yeah. worth watching. Right, it was if like you a take fun, the drama cool around watch. that movie. It looked it, like a cool movie. Yeah. It's yeah, just and a cool movie. I think it's just it's, like straight up a cool movie. There's a couple it, of things about it I fully did not understand because hold on please let me finish my sentence I want to tell you something. she needs to tell me something sorry <laughs> what do you need to tell me <gasps> okay oh we have a tummy ache hold on all right maybe lily uh, you should go but i do want to say I, okay because I, I also certain, i'm up to date on the last of us understand so there, there's certain things I didn't understand and I'm not sure if it's because I saw it on an airplane or because certain things just didn't make sense but overall I loved it um I started The Last of Us it's not scary which is weird for me to say like I watch it going mushrooms aren't scary like I'm just not it's scared a, by this it's mushrooms a, aren't scary. it's a, but it's a much Pascal less scary and, walking dead much less yeah, scary walking it's a dead. much less scary walking dead um so I did start that and well talk I don't know how far you've gotten but talk about you, I was gonna say the the, the third episode that everyone's talking about yeah the Nick Offerman like massive never watch the show you, you don't need to watch, watch the series at all like there's 
there's nothing that would, it's like a capsule episode. I would say there's a few minutes at the beginning and a few minutes at the end. That That's fine. Are, They're trying to survive that, the apocalypse. Got it. Yeah. That are, like have a through line about like, it's in, the beginning and the end are bookended by a story that's happening from the previous episode, it would take you three seconds to figure out what's happening. And like someone has died. About, that's it. Like if we're talking about else. The Last of Us, we have to talk about at, at Michelle and Reed, Michelle, who's been on our show, who is an amazing cosplayer. Yeah. The only reason why I know about The Last of Us, HBO should send her a check because she <laughs> has done this cosplay um, of Ellie, who is one of the characters. Ellie is yeah the the girl that Pedro Pascal is helping protecting for forever sure. she's been yeah, doing help, this character yeah, and helping. if I watch the show it will be entirely because she has made me aware. I think I think this is a show that you will like I don't see like I don't I don't know why you never watched The Walking Dead that seems like very I, much like I you don't but like it's like the humanity so like the well in all of these freaks me out well okay so in the i would say that in the walking dead it's taken to such an extreme graphic like it comes from a graphic novel it's such an extreme like it's so extreme and so difficult at points and it cuts through the like it cuts through your heart at such a deep level that it's a brilliant show but you have to really like be able to sit through that this so far i've seen all four episodes that have been released and i would say that this is more this comes from a video game. And I think that there's a big difference that it, the, the source material yeah. is a video game versus the source material being um, a graphic novel and the video game. It doesn't, that's not to say that it's not emotional and there's some really great moments. And episode three is probably one of the coolest episodes of TV I've ever seen. It reminds me a little bit of in the hunters episode seven, I believe about the house in the sense that I, it's just I, a cool thing to watch. It's a, it's, it's a great episode. Well, we'll get Becky's take on it in a sec. It's not the it's not the best episode of TV I've ever seen in the sense that it's not like I think episode seven of Hunters is blew my mind. This was a beautiful storytelling and Nick Offerman, it's just like to watch him. And I know his wife, uh, Megan Malelli Malelli, I don't know how to pronounce her last name. Um she convinced him to do it. She read the script and was like, you have to do this part. And, um, cause it, like she read it and it's like, this is brilliant. Um, it also has, uh, the guy from white Lotus, who's also in Chippendales, which I'm watching, uh, Marie Bartlett, who's also like, oh my God, that so... guy's career. We went like, our, what clock is ticking waiting for that guy to have his career blow up. I'm so glad. Cause he's so excellent. Um, I mean, he just won an Emmy. He's doing pretty well. Yeah. But like, he's like been an actor for a very, very long time. And I feel like white Lotus really, you know, got him noticed. And so, Oh, my computer had something to say. Um, and so, um, yeah, I think shy. The last of us is, it has that video game aspect in like the way the witcher does too, where like a monster will come out, but it's like a very video gamey thing. I think you'll like it a lot. And so far the bad humans that I've seen are, are characters that are interesting, like in an action movie, it's not so terrorizing or anything like that. And you got Melanie Linsky is in it. Oh, she's um, so cool. She's so cool. And uh, Pedro Pascal is great. He also was like, oh, he's acting a little bit more than the Mandalorian. <laughs> it's like, <a> little, <laughs> but but he's so good at so that. Good. So like, I'm like, who cares? He's, I, I he's just great. Want, I just want to say one thing about episode three, which is fantastic. It is fantastic, and it's a great capsule episode if it was its own, like, short. But, like, as far as the story goes, all that happens is they get a truck. So you've also watched this whole episode. Of, it's only the third episode. This isn't at the end of the second season. So the, you're, you've only had two episodes of these characters. In the story, the only I thing that happens as far as forward progress goes is they get a truck. Well, you could say the same thing about episode that. seven of Hunters. So you've already but you've spent two seasons building this world. And sure. Like, I do think that Bill is an important character in the game and, okay. and has impact maybe like overall. Maybe and we so don't understand they, it, but I do agree. Right. It was fantastic. Okay. So while my kids are being quiet before I have to go, mm -hmm. um, I just watched on the plane yesterday. I love my dad with. Oh, Patton I Oswald. saw that at South by last year. I mean, yes, I recommend whoa, it. That's true. That's true. Whoa, shy. I wonder how much of that is. It's like autobiographical, really happened that way of, because right? that's insane. That's Isn't it like an autobiographical movie. 
yeah, it's fantastic. And I really recommend it. I don't it's even twisted. remember where I watch what service I, I think I saw it on Hulu. I think I, I downloaded it from Hulu or something, but it's twisted and really well made, really well made and twisted and great. And then um, I saw with my kids, I do want to recommend, I saw it with my kids, the new Puss in Boots, Puss in Boots movie. I don't know if I recommend that. I love that. the premise I thought it was of fantastic. it. I love it was the fantastic. Um, you know, I have a friend though. I have this friend, Shana Hofstetter. Oh my the gosh. The five-year-old is chiming in because she just heard me say Puss in Boots. And she's like, wait a minute. You have to tell them about it. It is now explaining the whole premise of the movie. I so mean, it's you you decide how hint. much you want your kids involved in this show i, I don't want them involved to, okay. in the show no no <laughs> we're not talking to explain the plot and then Patreon content. and then lastly but she does have Wait, a lot of thoughts I, on characters let me just finish my friend set up a calls mm-hmm. puss and boots puss and boots because it's spelled yeah <laughs> oh that's, that's disgusting funny. um and then lastly i started watching but I haven't had been had a chance to finish yet. The um, this movie called "I'm Totally Fine" with Jillian Bell and Ooh. oh my gosh, I'm blanking on her name. She was on Parks and Rec. Tom's like girlfriend. Oh. What's her name? Um, oh, Natalie Morales. Natalie. Morales. Natalie Morales. Yeah, Natalie Morales and Jillian Bell. And the premise is fantastic. I'm only about halfway through. Uh, the two of them are best childhood friends and business co-owners, except Natalie Morales has passed away, has died suddenly like a couple weeks before the start of the film. Right. And, and Jillian Bell is spending kind of like a weekend alone to process her friend's death and her friend reappears, but her friend is not really her friend. It's an alien. And she's like, I'm not your friend. I'm an alien here to study you. But since I contain all your friend's memories, you can spend two more days with your friend oh, if you let me like so run sweet. all these experiments. It's, it's called I'm Totally Fine. Yeah, I'm Totally Fine. This and sounds it's very sweet. So far, it's such like a different take on the sort of I'm seeing a ghost. There's sort a lot of, of that know, stuff right I'm, now, and I'm loving all of it. And this version well, yeah, of it, where it's not watching. a ghost, it's an alien who's inhabited her body. Is so, It's so good so far. I'm only halfway through, so. When were so, you watching but that? I'm, uh, I think I either I downloaded it on prime or I rented it for like two or three bucks. Maybe I rented it for a couple of dollars on mm-hmm. prime. I can't, right. No, it's yeah. available on Hulu. Something. Available on, it's available. Oh, on Hulu. then that's maybe that's what I'm watching on Hulu. And yeah, it, it's, it's, it's really wonderful. And that's called. I'm totally um, fine. Cute. Yeah. That looks awesome. So, I'm watch that like right away. That's I love uh, Natalie yeah. and Alice and Jillian Bell. Oh my goodness. And they're, they're both fantastic in it so far. And it's really most it's just the two of them i mean it's just the two of them alone oh, in a house the guy from workaholics really, blake anderson he plays so julian bell's boyfriend who keeps facetiming her throughout he's, he's it's very sweet um no, this all right great. yeah so, so that's what i see like duplass vibes but yeah but but more optimistic but and happier. sweet yeah but more and optimistic. no one gets murdered at the end we hope um <laughs> yeah Little Beck, these cool. are amazing recommendations. Thank you. If you have to go, just you're welcome. I I do have for, to go. This is great. There's so many things here. I want to watch. I'm gonna like hang on and listen, but I'm gonna okay. be on mute. All right. Um, Lily, what okay. have you? I have a big list too, but Lily, I imagine your list is huge, shy. Because if I have a ton of stuff, you must have all the. But stuff. I have some weird stuff because you know when you finish something really good, like a resort or like Chippendales. Like I had a run of things that I finished that were so good that it, you get kind of confused about what you're going to watch next. So. Right. Um, so I, uh, we watched Euphoria. I had never seen it. Uh, we watched the first two seasons and then one of the specials. And holy shit, like I think, I understand why the show gets so many accolades and why Zendaya gets all the awards and like give her all the awards. I think that show is something like, I, I, I it's I feel old when I watch it because I'm I'm like that parent that's watching it and is like wait what and it's obviously extreme and an extreme case you know study of these kids and or whatever the lives of these kids like the way 90210 was so extreme for us when we were kids and you know there was so much stuff in it that was like honestly really but but geez it's it hits on some themes that are wow that i just think i mean of course addiction is a main part of it but 
sexuality and it's it's beautifully acted and really well written and it's it's probably one of the most beautifully shot television shows i've ever seen the cinematography and the lighting in that show it's like every episode is a movie um and the dialogue is like i mean anyways i blown away and it's not an easy show to watch so um yeah but i do highly recommend it and um then we watched the menu which i think if people are foodies and stuff they might appreciate I thought the first half was excellent. And I love all the bits about high, you know, gourmet, high society type food. <laughs> Sorry. And they, the fact that they keep putting the menu items on the screen as if you're at a meal is brilliant. There's so many brilliant things about it. I just need to comment that I feel like they could have taken the commentary in the film a layer deeper. And I think the message of the film was just like rich people are bad and should be punished. And I'm not sure that that's a constructive nor fair, like, you know, I thought it was, I thought that criticism or critique, I I thought that element was lazy. Right. Like I think you could have done more work there. the, the, The line in the movie that really, I thought was really, upsetting to me because i think it perpetuates it perpetuates a sort of like intra-societal conflict like there are things that are not fair but there's a line where they justify killing a young woman who by all accounts might be a little bit selfish but is not a bad person right she easily could have been a character that was saved and then the justification within the story of her being murdered is that she went to an Ivy League school and didn't have any student, student loans, loans. And yeah, and that, that line was unforgivable. And I feel like there's just, people in the audience who probably laughed at that and thought that was funny. Now we didn't like, go to yeah. Ivy League schools, but we definitely grew up with privilege and we're you know like we're honest about that. And I, and I think I, like yeah, and and I think the guys in the, there's a group of guys in the movie that are committing money fraud and like they're like committing fraud with like the stakes of a company and like yeah so like that is is saying they deserve to be murdered either but like right but like i understand the critique there that has like a deeper critique but like there's other characters that i was just like what because like these people just like to spend their money at your restaurant then you should punish them and they didn't appreciate your food that makes him crazy and evil but i felt like the moment when they said that this woman deserves to die it was was bad bye back it was like um, a fourth wall yeah. moment. It was like this fourth wall moment to the audience being like the like you're not so supposed like, to be on board with all of uh, the murders, but this one right. was like a look at the audience saying like it's okay to murder this young woman who, and by all it, accounts, was doing her job and was loyal to this guy, and the only reason why she was there was that she was this right. I, I, I just yeah, I feel like it could have been a a great movie, but it missed the mark. Um, but I under, I know a lot of people that really liked it. So if I, I, you, I really liked it, I, yeah. I, I did really like it. I think that part, that part in a vacuum to me really bothered me. Um, I loved Anya Taylor-Joy in the I mean, She's amazing in anything. I mean, every actor in it was amazing. Yeah. Too. Light, Nicholas Holt. Right. Nicholas right. Holt was amazing. because It was amazing. Despicable and, and Ray Fiennes. Hon- like, Hon he's... Chow was incredible. Yeah. She's incredible. Incredible as the loyal... Um... She's in Lovecraft, uh, right? She's... She's, yeah, she's, she's in love. She's amazing she, too. Anyways, just, I, it could have been better, but I think that people will like it. Oh, sorry, Watchmen. That's what she's, it is. Not Lovecraft. Right. Watchmen. True. Right. Exactly. And Watchmen. We watch those shows around the, like those the same are, time. Those That's I always watch. confuse yeah. them. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we mentioned she's the Last of Us. Be in poker face. Oh. Don't look up. Amazingly, now you can't. You, now you can't do IMDb anymore because. Chances are some great actor is going to be in Poker Face, so it's going to ruin it for you. Um, of course, leave it to me to watch Reese Witherspoon's new rom-com, Your Place or Mine. I'm sorry Becky's not here on the episode anymore to good, talk about I'm it. Sure Allie is either Allie already, has already watched it twice, I'm sure. Like, once well, on the elliptical. I wanted to hate it because I felt like they don't have great chemistry and I felt like Who's it was so far. It's Kutcher. It's it's Kutcher and Witherspoon. And I'm like, that's, that's not good chemistry. And then I wanted to hate it because I was like, oh, this is so formulaic. But like, the truth is, oh, I'm a sucker. And like, you put Tig Notaro and Steve Zahn oh in the movie as like the side funny characters. Bye. And yeah. Bye. And I'm like, God damn it. Every single scene. Oh, and um, gosh, this actress. Hold on. I don't want to get her name wrong. 
um, uh, she, Zoe, hold on, um, Zoe Chow, um, plays, uh, Minka in it. She, Zoe Chow is amazing. She was in, uh, After Party as the oh, love interest. Love, love, She's love. so great in it too. They like, kind of like let her like have this really zany fun character. And so these, the side characters make up for like the sort of like, yeah, the classic, it's, it, you it's know, so tough when you have a rom-com where, you know, like it's almost like those, because there's so many rom-coms, it's the side characters that make the difference but up it's like a lot yeah. came polly which i some i love that movie but okay. i think but just you but yeah philip seymour hoffman in it right oh my god that, on another level and it is on yeah exactly level. well i so i loved the side characters and this and that made a lot better and then you know, you know it's what? reese in, it's, in, it's in some ways maybe rom-coms there should be rom-coms just about the side characters i think you're onto something right. um but but yeah like i think the Reese is Reese and she's the best. And, you know, the minute you put Tignataro in your movie, she will be the best, like Ugh. the funniest part. And so that's on I mean, you. Cause if anyone has a chance to see her stand up. Oh my God. Um, yeah. And then I'll, I'll go quick. Lyle, Lyle crocodile with my six-year-old thought it was, he thought it was hilarious, but like, that's what Javier Bardem is doing right now. He is in Lyle L. Crocodile singing and dancing. I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just saying like, that's like, he's got kids, man. I mean, he's got and, an Oscar for right. no country, country for, for all men. He can do it. The guy doesn't have wants. to do anything ever yeah. again. But it was really cute. And my six-year-old, if you got six year old, uh, like a six-year-old-ish age, he thought it was hilarious. Um, we've also been watching Absurd Planet, which I highly recommend. That is on Netflix. It is narrated by Mother Nature. And her narration is 100% for the parents. She oh, says... Who, who's the mother nature on it? Um, the actress or the, the voice actor. Um, I have to get the name is Afi Akulona. Okay. And I think the writing is so funny. Like, because a lot of stuff that animals do are disgusting and weird and like like really bizarre right like in the way animal like kingdoms work and in their little animal universe mm. and her commentary is amazing plus they show you some really weird stuff and again the six-year-old loving it but also these are 19 minute episodes and i am a laughing kids love animal things this seems amazing yeah and so i really I recommend this that is, this episode is gold I'm, yeah, I mean, like, like, I shouldn't so these, be reviewing our own episode, but this is a... No, but it's... We're, we're doing a really big favor for people here. And then I have to close it out that's with... That's a good family thing. Oh, it is a great family thing. Um, I'm loving Chippendales. We're halfway through. Which includes and, a song by the great Dan Byrne. Which is amazing. Just showing how versatile and incredible he is. He is. And uh, yeah, I, I read the article about the story in Vanity Fair years ago. And um, it definitely, I love the way they put it together. And I mean, it's a sad story in the end, but it's really interesting. And I think people don't know enough about this pretty wild and messed up story. And then I don't know if you're going to like this show. Allie is going to love it. I think you will like it though, because shrinking. shrinking yeah. I really want to see shrinking. I I'm all up to date on that. I've seen in it. I've seen four episodes. It is so well written. Like, holy shit, Brett Goldstein. Like, where did you come from? And what have you given us as a culture? You told, you told like, I had nice shoes. I mean, honestly, he's such a sweetheart. And like, there's so much heart in his work. Now, like we can discuss and debate like Ted Lasso season two. I'm so excited for season three. I feel like the, the it lost its way a little bit, but then it really brought it back at the end. Oh, and I then, love where it's going at the end. Yeah, Nate, I Nate love where it's going at the end. It's one of the best. But like season twos of shows are are often like very clunky and weird a lot of the time. Like they kind of need to or pull it through to season three. Season right, it's one or the other. Um, and and I think that shy like well, i don't know how up, well they have to break up the band in a second season right that's to, right the second to, season to you get expand the world right break up exactly and you know you're setting so, up a lot because you've made I, it through like the like, first season is a but to like story. have have made head lasso and you're like oh i want to make another like interesting a bit sadder but feel good story for people to watch with incredible actors hold on give me a second apple plus i'll be right back and like that's what he did on a silver platter with harrison fucking ford man like who got harrison ford to be in the show this guy 
Well, and he, 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 did he? He's cool. He personally got him to do it? Well, I think it, the story goes that Harris, I don't know, Harrison Ford got the script. It said it was one of the best scripts he's ever read and then agreed to do it. So, I mean, and I Harrison know. Ford at this point has very weird taste, right? But. And he could do whatever he wants or he could do nothing. As far as I understand it, he said he's just going to work until he, like, he just wants to keep working. But he also is picky. But he right? does pretty high quality stuff. Like, he's not just doing He does, stuff but he also did that one where it was him and the dog in the in the woods. Like, he played a dog and then did a movie with a dog back to back. Oh, that's a good point. It's an interesting point. And, and complains about having to be in movies with Chewbacca. Right. right? Like, <laughs> Like I'm glad he just I like if he I mean I think he's a bit chromogeny, but um he's 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 excellent and Jason Siegel deserves a show. He should be in a show. You know what? Um and Luke Tenney is also I mean it's great. The the cast is fantastic, so I highly recommend it. I don't remember loving this whole movie, but there's a movie it's is it regarding Henry? I've seen that too many times, but I love it. It's called it's that regarding Henry is great and he's great in it. No, he's great. The fugitive. It's not called the morning show. That's the TV show. Oh, the the, one it's a movie where he's a, is it a Rachel news... McAdams. Yes. And, and, and yes. she's producing the equivalent of the Today Show. Of the Today There's Show. A scene where his character makes a frittata and he right. like and it's his way of sort of showing his his he's sort of honoring his friendship with this young woman and respecting her role as a producer. The mor- morning glory. Morning glory. Morning glory. So I was close. Amazing, um, amazing acting. Is it Diane right? Keaton? Diff- yes, yeah, very Diane different, Keaton. very different role for him because he's like this. And and I have to say, like, I, gosh, I don't know if we accumulated the hours of therapy that I have had individually. <laughs> it's definitely years of my life <laughs> that I could sum up. And it, you've got Jessica Williams, Siegel, and Harrison Ford. They're all therapists working in the same clinic, and so oh, it's a it's about Jason Siegel, but you'll get the break room where like, they're just like talking about their patients and like a, riffing with each other. And they all have this like psychology knowledge and it's so great. God, if you've been to therapy, if you've to been me, to therapy, this show will be amazing. And if you haven't, it'll make you want to go to therapy. To me though. And I don't know if this is possible. Maybe like if I had time, I want to just super cut it, but it just strikes me that this show is if they turned Jack Antonoff's the ble- bleachers. I want there's, to get better into it. There's show. an element. Yes, there like is an element. Song, yes, like you should think like you could do a super cut of the video. But yeah, there's definitely. Well, I would say like that's really the twist. That. Like there's that twist of that connects to the video. The, the only, for sure. There's only there's there's a reason why. Like um, the reason why I haven't watched it yet is just because this is when I absolutely want to like really soak up and enjoy with Alec. Yeah, you want to pay attention. It's very right. funny too. All right, All right, let's I go through that, some of my let's go through some yeah. of my recs here. Okay, so number one, a guest we had a couple of weeks ago, Esther Steinberg. Let's just talk about how freaking hilarious and brilliant so she funny. is. So funny. And obviously, if you have an opportunity to see her stand up, go see it. But check out her Instagram because she a she posts clips of her stuff, but she also just has observations on parenting sometimes where she does a direct to camera narration of her life with her two kids that is just so funny and authentic and I love it. So Esther dot is it Esther dot Steinberg or Esther? I think it is. Esther, hold on, let's get it right. It's Esther dot Steinberg. And go back and listen to our episode, but go follow her Instagram. She's hilarious and her specials burning bush and hebrew school dropout okay finished dead to me what a beautiful show what a triumph of acting and writing Isn't it and, good and, and that was so a show good. that i couldn't watch fast because it was emotionally very difficult but like what an it's incredible so tribute to friendship and i saw where the ending was going and i loved it and i thought it was so beautiful um i i, I just think you know christina applegate and linda cardellini and uh marsden like yeah off the charts and and everybody everyone in that that shows a real triumph um my new comfort show is called not dead yet the algorithm I, recommended I this, watching this <laughs> in another episode gina rodriguez is incredible and it's another ghosts helping a living person but i don't care it's great it's <laughs> she's an it. obituary writer and every week she gets visions by a different visited by a different ghost this is your uh, algorithm she's incredibly charming uh there's a really interesting relationship between her and her roommate um, uh, in terms of learning to be tolerant for people that are different than you and that are atypical and, and, and neuroatypical. And so it's, it, I just, two episodes in and I'm hooked. My sister-in-law, Meredith, 
wrote to me last night saying, I saw your recommendation. I started the show. I love it immediately. So Aww. this is, these are two very, you know, this is, that's two very differing points of view, I think, that have intersected on this show. So that, that I think gives it a strong recommendation. Um, I watched Beast, which is Idris Elba and his daughters and Shartel Copley surviving a, uh, a very angry lion. Uh, it looks like it was filmed in South Africa. Um, and so that was very interesting. And uh, this was a good plane movie. It was 90 minutes. It was open and shut story about father reconciling with his kids as they as they also uh, look at the menaces of poachers and things like that. Okay. Um, you know, great acting really helps a very straightforward movie be awesome. And I think particularly the end scenes with the lion, like the big climax is truly terrifying. <laughs> so, um, so that was He's a good, so that, great. that was a good it. like rent. That was a, like a solid rent, like a rent you feel good about. Okay. Then I saw this movie that I had always wanted to see. It's been in my queue forever. It was on the plane. I watched Hobo with a shotgun. And I don't know if you've seen this. It's supposed to I have be not like seen it. A, 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 a Canadian made movie, Rutger Hauer, very grindhouse style. It was, I didn't, I expected it to be more like Violent Night, you know, like and it more wasn't. on the action comedy, <laughs> horror comedy. This was just brutally horror. violent, like brutally, brutally violent. Like I had to stop watching it and rewatch it. But I if you saw to, me that day at school when I went to that activity at school, I could have played the bar. I how I was dressed when I showed I, up. To I, school I, I talked. I talked to. I talked to Vlad about it, and he 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 saw it. He had seen it, it? Was over ten years ago. Yeah, because it was a oh, festival, darling, like ten years ago. Really? And I see why it was because in some ways I wouldn't. The original movies made like this, I'm not sure I would. I mean, I I wouldn't really super be into, but it's such a interesting homage to it but it's so brutally violent violent and nihilistic that that it's hard you're i think you should watch it with your husband because this is definitely he'll probably think it's totally a straight comedy and and it definitely has a dark humor to it but but the violence in it is ex extraordinarily brutal um but i but it was it was very cool and delivers on its promise uh i just started this i haven't finished an episode of it yet but wow i had no idea this show called uh the calling mm -hmm. um what 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 channel is it on is it on peacock I can look it up can you look it up the calling it's about uh a, like an orthodox jewish peacock detective detective avraham you see peacock and he like, avraham, says avraham. for for one of the guys he's one of the murdered people he this guy is apparently very gifted at getting confessions but when somebody dies early on he says like a blessing and and with a proper hebrew accent and so you know i'm always also, his name is that. literally avraham avraham yeah why is it's that very, his name i'm very intrigued by this show i'm very intrigued by I feel this like show. that's a very that's like a very specific it, choice it sounds like it sounds like this is a i mean bigger questions about propaganda aside it sounds like this is a show where the character's pursuit of justice is connected to his his Judaism? religious identity his jewish identity and so i'm intrigued to see where this goes i, can't, I don't have a ruling on it because i haven't finished an episode but uh, it says guided by a deep sense of spirituality and religious principles detective nypd detective avraham avraham is left to question his own humanity when a routine investigation turns upside down this like dad is going to love this show yeah, I mean, I'm super intrigued. On super Peacock, intrigued. why are people, more people not talking about this show? Interesting. Oh, probably because it starts. Well, also, when you read it and you hear religious spiritual cop, people I think are there's like, connotations with that. Yeah. Right? I think there's a lot of different ways you can write that description. You could say Jewish cop. You could say, right. you know. But directed by the great Barry Levinson. Oh, wow. You know? Okay. Very yeah. loved sense of genius. Okay, so I'm I'm very intrigued by this. Very intrigued by this. So I think those are. Oh, oh, sorry. Last but not least, I'm going to close on this. Mark Marin's new special. Oh, I can't wait HBO, to watch it. Recommended by Kristen Farnham. I think it's called From Dark to Bleak. Is so deeply powerful. It is. It's beyond just funny. It's it's definitely in this zone where comedians get where they are talking about truly tragic things. He talks he talks about grieving. The, the the big climax of it is him talking about grieving the loss of his longtime partner Lynn Shelton, um, but he also talks about his, dealing with his father aging and dementia and relationships with parents. 
and the planet and things like that. But it he manages to tackle grief and sadness with a humor and with a Jewishness that is absolutely beautiful. And Mark Maron's I mean, a genius his, of our time. His partner, yeah. his longtime partner, and, too. And it, and it was George Carlin-esque because there is a theme of social justice in it where oh, he cool. is not one of those comedians making excuses for comedians who are, you know, against woke. Well, that's refreshing. Yeah. He's not. And so I I, I appreciate it. Cool. I, I mean, right. I feel like we've given the people what they want. Yeah. This is, like this is... the, the, the spectrum of recommendations. Yeah. And I think we've also given Peacock what they want. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, they've, if we did the list, I feel like they're coming in. I just think people should winning. want to pay attention to it. It's, it's like HBO, Peacock. Yeah. Really uh, front runners in this episode. All right. Lil. Where, where can, can people, people follow, follow me? You? At FNM Sisters on the gram you can follow and me becky and that's the sisters you, you can follow me at pancake and the number four table you can follow all the friday movie shenanigans at friday night movie or frynightmovie.com like i said at the top south by southwest austin texas here we come we're going to be at the wonder house at cafe blue podcasting on the on the patio it's going to be really cool we saw this I'm so excited for you guys there's going to be led walls vr science talks um, it's it, University bands. of Arizona does an amazing job with us. Bands, they're going to be they're going to be showcasing um, Arizona artists, Arizona food. Uh, it's it's going to be amazing, um, and it's right in the center of the action. I mean, it's right by the convention center, so it's going to be wild. It's a landmark place that it's at, and so we're going to do that. And then uh, the theme music is by What Does It Mean?